for those of us who have used a lot of maps in the past, um, if you're in London, if you go to London, you're following the train, you usually use maps. Um, there is, we don't have a strong map culture in Nigeria, but sometimes some people will draw something for you to say, this is how you get to my house. You go straight, you turn left, and you turn right, and then you turn left again, you'll see an Ibuki, and then you'll see my house. Now, if you've ever used a map before, can you imagine how frustrating it would be if you are trying to go to a particular place and you are using somebody the map that goes somewhere else? I was together. So you want to go somewhere? So you want to go to... Let me give you a proper example I usually give. Your friend calls you and says, where are you? And you say, I'm at Oftoi. You say, where Oftoi? You say, you know where Customs is? Do you know where Customs is? He says, yes. When you get to Customs, call me. I was together. And then the guy goes to where Customs is. He gets to where Customs is. And he says, hello, hello. Yo, man, I'm at Customs. What should I do? He said, are you standing in front of Customs? He said, yes. He said, you will see a road. Opposite customs, follow that road. He follows the road. You say you see a building, you see a gate, turn left, it turns left. You say, Where are you? He said, I've turned left. He said, But I cannot see you. I'm standing in front of the gates. Where are you? He said, I'm also in front of the gates. He said, Where are you? He said, I'm in customs office, Shokoto. He said, ah, But he said, Why don't you come and see me? He said, hey, But I'm in Shokoto now. I was wondering where you are so that I can see you. Now, what's happening there? There will be a frustrating experience. And we, where are you? Where are you? Why? Because you are using the wrong map for the wrong location. Now, many times as well, when we look at our problems, we look at our problems from a place where it won't solve the problems. And the same way we are thinking. We need to change those maps. We need to realize that there are, there are things that influence and affect the way I'm seeing things currently that if I don't recognize and change, I will not be able to solve my problems. And so many problems we face like that. We face them because we are trying to apply the wrong map. Now, how do I arm myself with the right map? How do I become aware of the things about myself and then take responsibility for examining them, testing them against reality, and then listening to others more emphatically and be open to their own points of view? Now, I saw some drama going on on our tables as we try to show the other person the other picture they could not see. Now, there are people here who still don't see it. And don't worry about it. Like I said with you, I've seen someone that it took five years to see it. Can you imagine that? Five years. My sister here, she's still looking puzzled. Like, what are they saying they are seeing? When after this class, I'll go and look at it properly. I know somebody who, when we're in the meeting, basically just be saying, in her mind, she's not seeing it though, but she just say yes. <laughs> just do and go. You are saying there's mouse somewhere. No problem. So this person has two mouse. The one I'm looking at. I was together. But it takes being vulnerable to other people's point of view. To ever get to the point where, wait, wait, wait. You know that for the last four years, I've never seen this thing. Show me. So imagine that you are doing business and you are locked in a paradigm for five years. Imagine your relationship, you are locked in paradigm for five years. Imagine you are working with your staff and you are locked into a space for five years. Imagine that everything you are saying in management meeting, nobody's really hearing it. Because how you see it is different from the way they see it. And because you have not seen how they've seen it, you can't even explain how you are seeing it. 
So we need to get a larger perspective, understand these things, and then we can help to shift. Now, I saw something very interesting. I had, on one table, I heard, wow! That's how it always feels. Once I come to get it, I realize, ah, now I see. And ladies and gentlemen, except those now I see happens to us, then we are going to still be operating at the same level with the challenges and the problems that we have. Guess what? Many of the serious developments we've had on earth has happened because paradigms shifted. So, for example, once upon a time when anybody dies as a child in Nigeria, in the west, in southwest, they call it Abiku. Are we together? What's Abiku? Abiku is the child died of diseases that you could have immunized the child from. Or, in some cases, sickle cell. But in many cases, the disease that kills children is the thing that they finally found out you can take vaccination and not have to worry about them. But for a long time, what will we do? When we give us to the child, you give him a tribal mark so that when he comes back again, you can recognize that he's the same one I see coming back. And all those kind of funny, funny things. Shave the head on the left side. So that when they give out to him and his head is shaved on the left side, they say, ah, he's still Yoba. He's <laughs> Yoba that has come back again. We will still name you Yoba. <laughs> but after a while, we realize, okay, there's vaccination. And now I'm going back to this. There's a paradigm in which medication fixes symptoms. So I have headache. I use paracetamol. I have not solved the root cause. The pain has a real challenge that is causing it. And I can solve my problems at the root or I can do a quick fix. And the, that even though the world is getting faster and faster and faster, there are things that will not change. A baby will still use nine months. And I need to be able to have the right lens to look at the world around me so that I can solve the problem. So how do we solve our problems? We need to find out what are our maps. What governs the way that I see things? What makes me see in a particular way? Are my maps correct? Can I apply them to every situation? Are they based on solid principles that never change? Or do I need to change my map? How do we solve a problem? I like somebody who has a problem. If you have a problem and you are willing to share your problem with us because it's not a complicated problem, can we hear your problem? So anybody with a problem? My name is Samuel from Team Impact. The problem I have is in my interaction with people. I observe that um, maybe because I'm thinking too fast or something, but when I'm talking with people, and maybe we are talking about views that are not the same view, we are, talk we are talking on a divergent type of view, and I've made my point. And the other person is trying to make his or her point. I often know where he or she is landing. I know what you want to say. So my thought is, don't waste my time. Let me just address the issue because I know where you're going. And then, as I continue to address the issue, the, the other side is saying, wait, you don't understand me. Wait, allow me to land first. And most of the time, if I waited, they actually land where I know they were going to land. So, so that's, the issue is that we often always have hard time agreeing with each other because I don't have the time to wait for them to land 
because I feel they are wasting my time since I already know where they are going to. And then they feel, no, I have to wait because I don't understand. So the, the problem is that you have disagreements frequently. Yes, with people when we are sharing divergent views. Okay, good. I like the way he quoted the problem, yeah? He didn't let us know that he's talking about his girlfriend. <laughs> but it's all right. We understand. But, but very quickly, don't mind me. I'm just trying to pull your legs. But you know, but you know we know these things, yeah? Now, so that's the problem, yes? Can someone help us tell us where the problem is? Okay, the problem has been defined. Lack of patience and um, assumption of okay. what the person wants to say. Yeah. Now, the solution to solve the problem is, one, empathize with the person. Put yourself in the position of that person. If you are the one that wants to talk and the person is not ready to allow you to talk, you will feel the same way. So, take the position of the other person. Empathize with that person. This person, even though what the person wants to say, you assume you know it. Let that person say it. In fact, what the person might say might even be one of the ways to solve that problem. Okay, based on this thing that you have said, let's do this, let's do that, and that will solve that problem. So empathizing with that person, seeing from that person's perspective, then that will make you to be able to be, to have patience with that person, listen to the person, then be able to communicate better. Thank you. Now, yesterday we thought that if you want to solve any problem, you must realize that every problem is really the way you see the problem. Now, I can see that he has moved forward significantly in that even in explaining the problem, he explained it like it is problem. Are we together? More often than not, when we describe our problems, we don't say we are the ones. We say, my, my, my friend doesn't understand me. He thinks I am too jumpy. I also think they are too jumpy. I think I already understand. But he's already been able to phrase the problem from a lens that sees that there's something I need to change. Now, so the first step is identify that there's a problem. So there's a problem. Arguing consistently with people is a problem. Not having agreements and being able to work together is a problem. Now, many people will say the problem is somebody else's fault. Many people will say the problem is with the other person. Many people will say it's out there. Some people may even ignore it as a problem. Once you have identified it, that's step one. Then you can't solve the problem at the same level of thinking you are when you created it. So how do I change? What do I need to see differently? What tools do I need to use to ensure that I can solve this problem? And then that's where you have these interesting seven habits that allows you to realize that. Now, the reason why I won't say to you directly, empathize, is because before you can empathize, before you can think from the other person's point of view, you need to first of all resolve some things personally first. Until you have won your private victories, there will be no public victory. And my private victory is realizing, you know what, if I know that this is the current normal trend in my conversations, it doesn't have to be. I can choose my responses. I work together. My responses, I can choose them. I can be proactive. I can think ahead and say, when I'm in an argument today, this is what I will do. You know, I used to tell people that when I was growing up, I used to be a very angry child. Angry from the point of view of, to get me angry doesn't require a lot. I used to fight every day in primary school. Before I get to school, I would have fought at least one match. Now, and why? Why was I getting angry? And how did I stop? One day, I realized, you know what? This doesn't have to be me. I can choose. 
I can choose. So I will choose. And my choosing will be today. If I get angry today, I must resolve the anger in one hour. And then I will say to myself, today, I want to do this in 30 minutes. And then today, I want to be angry for one minute maximum. And that's not long enough to fight. And then after a while, I can do it in a second. I can, I can decide not to be angry. You know, so the first step is I need to identify that the problem is not out there. The problem is on the other person. I can choose to see it differently. And then I realize, okay, this is not such a big problem. Uh, I can change the lens and I can use the tools and I can see, okay, I need to probably be more proactive. I need to begin my conversations with the end in mind. I need to say, in this conversation, we're not going to quarrel. When I see the telltale signs, I will keep away from them. I will keep quiet. I will zip my mouth. You know, so there's a very popular uh, drama we used to watch when we were younger of a man who was always quarreling with his wife. They were always fighting, always fighting. So he went to meet one, one uh, traditional doctor. Now, how will he solve the problem? Like his wife is always talking, talking, talking. They're always fighting. As in, the man has said, this is what you do. The man went inside, brought out a bottle of water. He said, this is a spiritual drink. That you must not swallow it. Oh. That the moment your wife begins to talk, just take the water in your mouth and close your mouth. Don't swallow it. Let all the quarrel finish. Then go and throw out the water. Man said, this water is very, very spiritual. You cannot swallow it. You must only spit it out after the matter has finished. So the man took the water home. As the wife started, he went inside. He took his head. He said, will you not answer? What's wrong with you? After a while, the wife came and said, ah, my, my husband, don't be angry. I know you because normally you'll have talked back. After they finished the old episode, the quarrel was settled by itself. He went out and threw out the water. After practicing for like seven days, he went back and said, Baba, this thing is working out. This water is very good. He said, my son, it's just water. I just want you to learn how to keep quiet. <laughs> your problem is your mouth. You know, so I can learn to begin with the end in mind. I can learn and say, you know what? So following those processes, you realize, and we can play with different problems. So the best way to solve a problem is realize the problem, identify the problem, like somebody said. And realize that we can't solve the problem at the same level we're thinking when the problem was created. The problem is not outside. Usually, every problem will be solved from the root if you think inside out, if it is character based, if it's principle based. So, rather than quick fixes, treating the leaves, we can go down to the root. And when you go down to the root, you realize many times we are the ones that need to change. And that's why you'll find in, in the good book, the, the you will not solve any problem by thinking about how the other person will change. You will solve every problem by, first of all, identifying what you need to do and doing it. Explain, somebody, I need someone to explain this one. What are paradigms and what are principles? Anybody? Anybody? I need new hands. Yes. Thank you. My name is Yoma from um, Excellence Team. A paradigm simply uh, a paradigm is simply the window through which you see the world, through the the lens through which you see the world, um, or you could call it a mental map. So it basically defines how things are interpreted by that person. Um, so in simple terms, that's what it is. Of course, it's the background is scientific. Um, 
and the whole concept of paradigm is saying that you'll be able to resolve issues if you have the right map, because the wrong map will never lead you to the right, right destination. destination. Um, so for you to get to the right destination from the point of the paradigm, there needs to be a paradigm shift once you identify of course, from seeing the problem, getting to uh, want to solve the problem, identify that where you are, the map you are using, the frame of reference you are operating from is wrong. And then that's where we talk about a paradigm shift. Okay. Now, um, principles are, uh, are time-tested values that over generations, over a long period of time, oh, have been defined to be true regardless of cultures, who has tried them, and all of those. So basically, these principles endure. Um, and the idea is to live your life based on these time-tested principles, because their outcomes are already predefined. Uh, pre I mean, they can be defined. They can be clear. I mean, anyone can predict them if you follow so principles like respect, mutual respect, um, hard work. Um, love, you know, and, and things like that. Thank you very much. Thanks. Okay. You can put your hands together. That's a good one. Okay. Um, I like another angle at this, and I want to go to the back. Has anybody identified paradigms about themselves, their spouses, or about others that they realize is wrong and they need to change. So you have found a, par a paradigm that you've operated with that you realize now that you need to change. Now, now listen, if you want to solve a problem, if your paradigm or the way you look at it, if you can't examine the way you look at it, then you don't know you have a lens. So if I have a blue lens, I would think that everything else is shaded blue. Are we together? But the moment I can realize, wait, oh, I'm looking at it, you know, I'm looking at it from a wrong map. I can't solve, I'll be frustrated. Our frustrations and our problems come from looking with a wrong map. So if I, I'm able to change the way I see myself, for example, I can think I'm an extrovert, I'm untidy, I'm disorganized. All I can do is just, you know, that's who I am. The minute I change that lesson, I realize, no, that's who I was and I'm not my past. I have the capacity to choose my options. That doesn't have to be me. Then I realize, okay, then I can solve the problem. So what product about yourself have you realized you need to change? Yes. I think I have about a few of them, but I will shorten it because of time. There's one I think is huge for me, and that has to do with money. That's finances, as in the way I spend money. Because I've been accused a few times of being a spendthrift. And I just seem to take it easy and I'll be like, mm, no biggie. As the money comes, you just spend. One thing I, I started cultivating by being in this system here is how to understand savings and how to put money aside. But even in the whole you know, process of cultivating that habit of putting money aside, I still find myself spending you know, unnecessarily, let me put it that way. You know, I don't really see any biggie when I see something I want not necessarily a need. I just go for it and I buy. And I've been accused by loved ones, my 
parents, my wife, you know, so many times about that. And I'm like, okay. After the old session yesterday, I had to go back home and I started thinking. And when I was thinking about the old paradigm thing and how I needed a paradigm shift on myself, that was the first thing that came. Money, the way you spend money. And I was still guilty of that yesterday. <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, I was still guilty of that yesterday on my way home, seeing things that I didn't necessarily need, but I was just buying. Then after buying, I'm like, why are you still buying? You don't need this thing, you're just buying because you feel like buying. So that's something like, it needs a, I mean, in my assignment, that's number one on it when it comes to what I've seen about myself. That's okay. the money aspect. Then there's okay. another one, you know, all the way from school, even when I was in Unilag, there's this old belief of being a laid-back fellow, taking it as it comes, you know, not making too much fuss about things, just always kind of take it as it comes. But I find out yesterday when I had a session by myself and I was just going through the whole process and everything, I found out taking it as it comes is not necessarily a good thing because sometimes it could be an act of procrastination, it could be an act of indecision. You know, those are things I pointed out and like, okay, there are some things you need to do that you don't do and you think you're taking it as it comes. But you're actually making a mistake and you're shooting yourself in the leg. Sometimes you need to take action and go ahead and surge ahead and move forward. But you just seem like, hmm, there's no need to rush. There's no need to, you know, okay. just take it as it comes. So those are the three things I think I definitely need paradigm shift on. Thank okay. You. Thank you very much. Put your hands together for him, Zenith. Now, um, when we use the wrong map, the experiences are frustrating. So I, I realize there's this, there's this very popular saying that anybody who does the same thing over and over again and expects different results is a lunatic. <laughs> now, so, and the same thing, the same thing with the way we, we look at the world. If I don't change the way I see it, so, for example, the perception is, if I see it, I like it, I buy it. That's the perception. Versus what I do today has a big impact on tomorrow. And the thousand naira today can be worth a lot more tomorrow. That's another way to look at it. Now, I tell people, many people try to struggle to change their skills, change their attitudes, try to change their behaviors, those are things you can change. But guess what? The strongest things you can change that will influence everything else is the way you see. Are we together? If you can change your perception, if you can change your paradigm, everything else will line up. you find yourself behaving correctly because you see differently. I don't know if you are following me. Um, I, there's this very popular example that Stephen Covey likes to give of a time when he found himself in a train station. And I'm sure many of us have encountered different things like that before. He found himself in the train station, and while he was in the station sitting down, he saw a man who came in with three children. I'm sure you read the story. And the three children came in, they were making noise, they were throwing newspaper, they were flying around, everything was in disarray. And in his mind, he was thinking, what kind of irresponsible father is this that can't control his children? Are we together? The normal thoughts will think. And then after a while, he got bold enough to ask the guy, can't you just put your children in check? And the man said, oh, I'm sorry. Their mom just died. Um, I, I, you know, I've, I'm totally not here. I'm totally away from this place. 
The children don't know how to handle it. I don't know how to handle it. I'm just trying to. And then guess what? All of a sudden, the switch flipped. Instead of judgment and accusation, it became sympathy. Are we together? Now, if you preach to him, don't be judgmental. Have mercy, be considerate. It will not work. As much as it will work, once the perception and the lens changed, realizes, ah, this guy is doing very well for his condition. Are we together? Now that if we are able to shift the perceptions we have, and these tools, these seven habits are phenomenal tools and habit structures for engaging the things you're facing and realizing, you know what, I can think differently. That's what is real called inside-out personal development. It's not a quick fix of let me learn a technique to fix it. Techniques are good, but it's what character changes do I need to do fundamentally to ensure I can solve this. And then we had questions about private victory, public victory. Now, let me tell you, if we want to do this, hello, if you are really serious about getting a handle on all the things that life throws at you and you want to really learn this, you need to read that book. have exceptional skill, either with talent or identifying talent, intellectual property is not likely to be my forte. There's a new boss now in town. His name is called Sergi Mavrodi. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you this, if you read my article, I like the guy, the guy is intelligent. I'll tell you, he's intelligent, as when I look at the guy, I'm like, ah! if not for Jesus. Maybe this guy will have been my mentor. <laughs>